We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. It's a one that is the 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 trigger for the celiac and the autoimmune and the things it's it's not a2 so that's why in the raw milk the raw milk movement right now there is a push for raw milk dairies uh they're they're aware of this but this this development of of predominantly a1 milk has been many decades developing and there simply aren't <clears throat> It, it, it takes time for farmers to uh, get through the a the a the a one you know milk and get the genetics for a two. There are now hundred percent a two a two dairies, but um, um, they're 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 definitely uh, pardon the pun they're definitely the cream of the crop. Uh, <laughs> in, you know, in the raw milk movement, the hundred percent a two a two dairies here here at at, at our farm. Uh, we sell 100% A2, A2 grass-fed um, milk from a, from a, a a Mennonite a Mennonite dairy about 30 miles away that uh, that has tested all their cows and their cows are not Holsteins they're the old low-line Frisians uh, genetics from New Zealand from way back in the you know 1930s and uh, they don't they don't give as much milk as a big old Holstein. But um, it's all A2A2. It's good stuff. Yes, yes. And A2, as we're learning in the scientific literature, they're kind of catching up that this A2 milk can have benefits. Um, so, for instance, as I said, the A1 casein 
looks like uh, can look like gluten and initiate an immune response. So we're thinking that A2 casein does actually not look structurally similar enough to gluten to initiate that immune response. Now, is it theoretically possible that A2 casein can trigger an immune response through molecular mimicry? Yes, but the chance is much lower, obviously, than with A1 casein. Um, so that means people with gluten sensitivity may in fact be able to consume A2 dairy. Also, A2 milk doesn't contain the same morphine-like compounds that A1 milk contains. So A1 casein contains a subprotein known as casomorphin. It's released when the body digests the A1 protein. And just like the name sounds, casomorphine looks and acts like morphine. It suppresses pain. So when you drink A1 milk, you tend to have a feel-good response to it, right? And so oftentimes when I'm working with clients and I'm telling them that dairy is one of the top triggers for autoimmune disease, they won't believe me because they'll say no, because when I drink milk, I feel good, right? So how can something that makes me feel good be causing me to be inflamed and exacerbate my sickness? The problem is that casomorphin overrides the pain, right? And it gives you this kind of high feeling, which addicts you to it. So if, even if, so even if it's causing the inflammation, it can actually override the pain, keep you addicted to it. So you keep drinking the very same thing that's causing you to be sick. Now, the, the casomorphine compounds in A2 milk have totally different functions than the compounds in the A1 milk. So um, we know that the digestion of the A1 casein can actually contribute to diseases and aging. Um, literature will show um, associations between you know, all different types of autoimmune conditions, autoimmune and chronic conditions. But we know that the A2 casein, when it's broken down in the body, it actually has antihypertensive properties and it has antioxidant properties. So you can consume the A2 milk and boost your level, for example, of glutathione, which glutathione is one of the most powerful antioxidants that we know of in the body. Um, and it has a major role in things like immune response and defense against disease and gene expression. So um, A2 casein can actually help protect you from disease as we're finding. So these are very different, um, very different functions that we see, even though they're both like, like cow milk, that's A1, A1 versus cow milk, that's A2, A2. I'm saying they're not equal because they're both raw. They're both from a cow, but A2, A2 milk can actually benefit you and lower your risk of disease in some individuals where A1 milk can actually fuel disease in some individuals. And, you know, goat milk is largely A2 milk. So that would fall under this, you know, this healthier categories of milk. And is that one of the reasons why historically, uh, Sina, is that one of the reasons historically why goat milk has, has tended to be the preferred milk for, um, uh, you know, for, for medicinal reasons and for babies as opposed to cow's milk, simply because virtually all goat's milk is A2 as opposed to cow's milk? Yeah. And, but there's also, I mean, yes, that is true, but we also, we didn't always know about A2, right? So part of it right. was a size factor 
So when you're thinking about other components that are in milk, one of the components is this insulin-like growth, growth factor. All right. And so a cow is much bigger than a goat, right? Typically a dairy cow is bigger than a goat. And while we also <laughs> <Wait>. have, <laughs> right? I don't want to say hundred percent of the time, there could be an anomaly. I don't know, but they're, they seem to be smaller. Um, and people are actually yeah. going towards like these dwarf goats, right? Because one reason is because um, the level of insulin-like growth factor is lower 